Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode of The Chicken Nick Show is brought to you by Dundee Bank. Dundee Bank is a community-focused small business in the heart of Omaha. Together with them, we build a strong community foundation, boost the economy, strengthen small businesses with nearly 100% of your deposits filtered back into the community through loans that support local individuals, businesses, and neighborhood revitalizations. Check them out, DundeeBanking.com. What man wouldn't want to be in Matt Schick's bedroom? I don't know. This is what the podcast comes to. It's us opening the show with a soundbite from last week's pod, which we had some reaction to about you wanting to be in the old bedroom. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not embarrassed by it. I, it's about time someone said it. And it's about, about time I finally, 10 years after the fact, I finally have uh, admitted where I really want to be in my life. You know, that's just, that's just the truth, Matt. It's just the truth. Well, it's, it's better than you saying you wanted to be in the WNBA. Um, you know, another, another thing. I want to play in the WNBA. That's what I want to do. All right. So, All right. got you on record saying, saying a couple of things here. We did get some reaction to that uh, last week. It was a very, I don't know, I guess you could say an unfortunate turn there that yeah. the uh, podcast took. This was the part that people really thought was um, – uh, I don't know if appropriate's the right word, but I, I thought so. Do I wish I was in your bedroom? I think we all know the answer to that, my friend. <laughs> so here's another missed opportunity for you to be in the old bedroom here where I record this podcast. We could be sitting together with a bed nearby, but no, uh, you are in Charlotte, and still we cannot connect. Have you been here for like eight days, and you just have not called no. for a you know Panera brunch? No, I, we've not. I've I've not. Uh, I've I've not been ghosting you like that. I mean, it's been. I am getting right now college basketball season, and its cancellations and postponements are just kicking my you know what. So, you boysenberry, like I told you on the pod, flew. I flew home to do Michigan State at Iowa, and then that game gets postponed. And so then a DQ Oreo blizzard was coming to the 402. So your boy rented a car, and he okay, drove. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, I, just want, I just want to make sure people understand that you weren't saying there was actually like a Oreo <laughs> Snickers blizzard that was being shipped to you. You are using that in reference in a creative way to say snow. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. There was a there was a DQ blizzard coming to the 402. Your boy got out ahead of it. I drove nine and a half hours, about a drive, about an hour drive, place out of Omaha, place called Hinkle Fieldhouse. <laughs> Do we have Jack Trudeau? I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. <laughs> Why? Chick, explain to me your brain how you could have. I mean, I would have heard that and thought it was funny and how that became like you thought, no, we're going to we're going to clip that out and it's going to become like an enormous thing on our show because that became our Pledge of Allegiance. Remember, that was the Pledge of Allegiance. That's right. For like, I don't know how long that lasted, maybe like two or three weeks where we would we would start every show with the Pledge of Allegiance, which was reciting word for word Jack right. and his horrible we, we would, understanding we would, of we, the map of Nebraska. Right. Okay, we're we're obviously going to have to get to this. Um, all right, stay tuned to the pod. We will again. We weren't planning on this. Here, here's the thing about this podcast that <laughs> people don't know: it's much like the show used to be when we hosted it in Omaha, a place called Sand Hill. See, I'm doing it again. <laughs> 
it's much like the old show that we used to host in that there would be some thoughts in your head about what you wanted to do, but you and I would not really communicate about it, right? I even had my father earlier on Sunday afternoon, we were talking, he really enjoys listening to the podcast. Like, man, you guys have something special. He always says some nice things about, you know, the the pod, but he says, do you ever give Nick a heads up about what you're going to talk (laughs) about? And I just laughed and laughed and laughed. I said, of Heads course up. not. Come on. Of course not. And um, so uh, I say all that to say that I guess you have taken us to the Sandhills drop, which we will get to here in a moment. But before we do, I want to hear what your travails have been. So you, you, do, oh, the yeah. bu- okay. you do the Butler game, which, by the way, you, you're, just, you're really good at your job. Thank right? you. Like it's it's really good. I, there wasn't, you know, I watched you because there was nothing else on. And I know. So I flipped it on, caught the second half, uh, listened to you. I really got goosebumps when um, Mike Hill tossed back to Matt and Nick. Ooh. Uh, who was Matt? Who was the Matt you were doing? Matt the game Shoemaker. With? Yeah, he's. Uh, I've done a couple of games with him. Yeah. Uh, young young guy, great head of hair on him, and uh, he ran track at Butler. Shouts out to his hair. You know. Okay. That's a great. Uh, is that his Twitter bio too? Did you read that word? Great for head him? of hair. Yeah. Hi, I'm Matt. I have a great head of hair. Ran track at Butler. And it's like, perfect. I got a good feel for the guy. Right? I mean, you tell me you don't have a good feel for the guy. <laughs> I felt, felt good. Uh, no, you were very you were very good. It was good to hear, and I was glad that you got to the game. Oh, man. Um, Your boy Johnny- was traveling through the night. I got into Indianapolis Ooh, at 3.30 in the morning. Oh. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. How'd you stay awake? Uh, what did I, I, I uh... I listened to a a Kansas basketball podcast. That got me pretty crunk. That got the miles per hour up a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the biggest the biggest shock in the world is you listening to Kansas basketball. And I got crunk. I got super duper crunk. But I almost had a horrendous situation. I I had to get some I had to get gas and I pull off. I don't even know what city I, I was in. Somewhere in in Iowa, and I have the my rental car was a Mitsubishi Outlander, and so I I go get my Ken Wisenhunt game right, and then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I come back out to you know fill her up, and when did we become in? When did cars become like? You 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 can't manually open the gas door like you know what I mean like why yeah. is it you got to press a button that then unhooks it and all that stuff when I say I spent five minutes looking for whatever button to push to open my gas gauge thing I looked everywhere and I couldn't find it I was tempted to go inside to holler at you know some randos in this gas station at like twelve thirty in the morning be like anybody want to help me find my get my gas thing open i feel like that have been like you're asking to end up on an unsolved mysteries you know what i'm saying doc <laughs> you are you walk yeah. in there like tyler mckinney i'm not happy about that <laughs> and you got issues. there's no cool way to be like hey what's up guys i can't find uh how to open my gas thing anybody want to come out here and uh, take a look at it you know but luckily yeah, he would, he would, they'd be just as nervous about you oh, that does that not feel like a horrible setup for me to get my my you know my murder game going a little bit? You know, I probably have to be like, hey, listen, I'm not I'm not gonna get my murder game right. I'm just trying to get my gas game right because I'm trying to get my Butler game right. You Am walk right? into that gas right. station, right. you're like, hey guys, uh, uh, anyone want to help me out here with my gas tank? Like, oh, what's your name? Uh, you're like, ah, my name's Mike, Mike Machete. <laughs> come out here. Oh, God. <laughs> Which actually was the name of the old Colorado quarterback. That's that true. Like, Unfortunate. That you know? worked. But, so so, uh, so I had to he, Google Mitsubishi Outlander gas. <laughs> and luckily, the first thing that popped up was like where this gas thing was. I wish I had taken a picture of it. This thing was like camouflaged like underneath the driver's seat. It was so stupid. But uh, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that. So, yeah, so your boy was just, you know, did his time for that chicken wang, pulled in at 3.30 in the morning, was delirious. I listened to some podcasts and just got crunk. And I, it wasn't horrible. It was it was, it was, was a little snowy at the beginning, but, you know, it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't that bad. But so then your boy does the Creighton Butler game. And then I'm, I was fly to Charlotte because I was supposed to do St. John's UConn on Monday night on the 18th. But 
Howard and Notre Dame, which was going to be on Fox, got canceled because of COVID. So then St. John's UConn got moved to Big Fox. So now I think Gus and Gus Johnson and Donnie Marshall or Gus and Jim Jackson are going to be on site for that game. So my game got taken out of my my hands. And so now I'm in Charlotte with no game and you boys, you know, got to fly back to the 402 ASAP. You know what I'm saying, Doc? So long story short, that's why I'm not, uh, I, I could be in your bedroom, but I'm not in your bedroom and it hurts. Do I wish I was in your bedroom? I think we all know the answer to that, my friend. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. All right. So isn't that great, though? This is, if someone would have told you, like, let's go a year ago, say, hey, Next year, you are going to fly to Charlotte to call a game not played in Charlotte, and then you're going to fly home without having called the game. Like, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it is it is it's just maddening. Like everything I was supposed to uh, on the twentieth, so whatever that is, that Wednesday, I was supposed to do uh, Minnesota at Nebraska, but Nebraska's having some major major COVID issues. Oof. Man, I'm not sure if you saw that update. They have twelve. People in their tier one group have COVID, seven players and Coach Hoiberg, which is, you know, shouts out to Coach Hoiberg. Hopefully he's doing all right. But scary deal. So that game's postponed. Your boys got Indiana at Iowa on Thursday. Fingers crossed that, you know, Trace Jackson Davis and, and Fennessy and all them don't finna get some COVID up in that thing because your boy okay, needed to that. Call was that was a game. huge stretch. That was a huge stretch. <laughs> Hoping that Finnessy don't finna get some COVID. Okay. That's one of your worst efforts, but I applaud you for the attempt. You know what? Sometimes the, the, the biggest stretches, you know, are the ones that kind of get applauded the most. Emirate or emirate. You hope, uh, you hope there's no wheezing camping going on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hopefully, there are uh, everybody prior to the game is washing their bohannons. <laughs> oh, God. Hope everyone's McCaffrey from COVID. <laughs> Perfect. So Perfect. Stupid. Uh, you were supposed to do that Iowa-Michigan State game last week. I watched five Iowa games. I mean, I was I zoomed with Tom Izzo. I missed. There was a good moment when I got back in. I, I got back to to my house in Lincoln, and I land, and our, my producer's like, "Hey, Tom Izzo can can zoom at at four thirty. And I was like, "Okay," and I get back to to my house, and Kim is like, "Hey." 4.30 is the parent-teacher conference for Mava's preschool. We we're going to Zoom with her preschool yeah. teacher. And I'm like, well, I got I got Tom Izzo. She's like, well, can't you tell Tom Izzo that you got to do a parent-teacher conference you need to go to a different time? I'm like, I don't think you know who Tom Izzo is, Kim. <laughs> Why don't you tell this, this Lom Kizzo guy that <laughs> you're not going to be available, okay? I don't know who this guy is, but you got a preschool Zoom, all right? <laughs> Especially it's a preschool Zoom. It's like, she does a great job when they line up. It's like, great. It's good to know. It's good information. She knows how to line up. This is, this is good. Yeah, that's great. I Great. I learned she can line up, but I didn't learn about the, some of this baseline out of bounds. All right, <laughs> but I just love that Kim in all sincerity was like, tell Tom Izzo to take a hike and reschedule it. I was like, you kidding me? It's not happening. You know? Why don't you tell this Jeffrey Shashevsky guy? <laughs> Why don't you tell? Okay, listen. I know your dream is to be an actor, but you tell this Steven Spellberg, you got to do it at a different time. Okay. Back, back in the day. Hashtag R.I.P. Look, I know you want to get into the tech industry and all this stuff, but why don't you tell this Stephen Jobs that you? That's pretty much what it was, though. That's a great. That's just so great. Asking if Tom Izzo can, can reschedule, reschedule so you can do your preschool Zoom. Hey, 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 Coach Izzo. Hey, uh, can we go at four forty-five? I have a preschool parent-teacher Zoom conference. 
with my four-year-old daughter's preschool teacher. I mean, I think he would have he'd have been so stunned he would have he would have accommodated me. I wanted I wanted to lead with that, like, hey, just as you know, coach, I'm missing my, you know, some sort of joke to try and you know humanize myself, but. Instead, I went with, tell me about Luca Garza and how he ranks in all of the Big Ten scorers you've seen. Okay, hi. So, all right, yeah. so you did. You missed out on that game. Did you get to see Adam Amin? Did you talk to him? Did I, you mention my name? I Is did it not, anything? I saw him via Zoom, but we didn't have time to, like, oh. I didn't have time to name drop because Izzo was, you know, he he was he popped up. And so, but, I, but I'm supposed to do, if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm with – Adam Amin for Indiana, Iowa. So I, I there's I have another opportunity right. to name drop you. So don't worry. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, I had some COVID issues as well because our game. I was supposed to have one game. It got postponed because of COVID and subbed right. out another game 24 hours in advance. So it saved me a three hour drive, turned into a 45 minute drive, which was nice. And I'll have Winthrop again. Look, if it's going to be Big South, might as well be the, the lone unbeaten, one of the five, six, yes. seven unbeatens left yes. in America. Yes. Right? So I got that game coming up on Tuesday. And then I got a little A-10 action. I'm going St. Bonnie and St. Louis on Saturday. Hey, man, St. Louis kind of nice with it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take your uh, thoughts off the air and write down everything you say. Uh-huh. Looking forward to uh, Travis Ford's got a squad there, boy. Okay, let me write that down. What's his name again? It Travis? sounds like I look at your team. It looks like you have a squad, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say your squad is off the chain at this point? <laughs> Would you characterize your squad as it's doing very well for shizzle? Would you characterize it as off the chain <laughs> in an English accent? Oh, that's so good. Um, hey, we were alerted to this, by the way. What? Stamp on this ballgame. Me likey, you know? <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, come what on. Kent, on, Kent Pavelka. Kent Pavelka talking about some stats. Stamp on this ballgame. Me likey, you know? <laughs> Whoa. That's a shout out to you. That's a shout out to you. Has to be. I'm the. I'm the. I'm. No one ever prior to my existence has ever said me likey. You're welcome, Kent. Me likey. <laughs> Kent Pavelka, voice of the Huskers. Hello, fellow students. <laughs> Love Kent Pavelka. Anything yeah. else? Uh, anything else we should get to? We get. No. We're obviously gonna have to get to Sand Hills here. Obviously, yeah. my Buffalo Bills are off to the AFC Championship game. Congratulations, uh, man. Thank you. That's a. Uh, I never feel more like an athlete, uh, a professional athlete, than when people send me texts to congratulate me on the big win. Great job, man. Played hard. You're like, man, I did. Got ice up my knees. You know, watch a lot of film. Come do all right this week, you know? Yep. Neck up to Doritos, and people are thanking me. It's great. <laughs> I love your old pictures on uh, on Twitter. I mean, I've never seen Baby Shicky. I mean, yeah, like that, Baby Shicky. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's it's interesting. I had my I was like, Mom, you got any pictures of me wearing Bill's stuff when I was little? Because you know, wearing it as an adult just sounds. Yeah. You know, right. Hey, look at me in my fat guy dad jersey. <laughs> so I got me with a Jim Kelly jersey on. There's a picture out there that I haven't posted yet. It's the back of me in my Kelly jersey, and I have this long rat tail. Did you ever Ooh. do the rat tail? You had a rat tail? Oh man, this thing. Terrific length and strength on the rat tail. <laughs> this thing could have been shot by a hunter. It Seriously, was... oh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta find. That. Have you posted that one or no? I haven't, I haven't posted yet. I think if they beat the Chiefs next week, yeah, it feels like a all bets are feels up. like a division title kind of a picture. You don't, you don't waste that on a, you know, a, on anything but the big ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, conference title, yes. Division uh, playoff game, no. Divisional playoff <laughs> game. Uh, by the way, we are taping this during the Bucks Saints game. So by the time this boy's over, we will not know how your boy did. I know. Uh, your favorite team, Tom Brady, is yeah. playing right now. Yeah, my favorite team, the t- you know, the, t- the fighting Tom Brady's. How many? I just, you know, I'm, I, was, I was watching a little bit early in the game, and how many times has, has it been over for Brady amongst the pundits? In, like, he, his career has been over maybe eight times. 
Like they've, and I was just thinking about like, so if, if they lose this game, he doesn't play well. Like that'll be all of the chatter after the game of like, uh, it's over for Brady. It's like, is it, is it really? It's just the people's, people's desire to say it's over for Brady and over for LeBron is just, it's very interesting to me. And over for Saban and the dynasty. Right. And all that. You're like, hey, enjoy it while it lasts because this thing's about to end. And then fast forward <laughs> 20 years later. Uh, well, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it might have been 2014. Trent Dilfer, after a Monday night football game, when I think it was the Chiefs beat the Patriots, and Trent Dilfer came on and said, the Patriots aren't good, and it's Brady, it's done for Brady. It was 2014. I think the two Super Bowls later... And Brady still has it rolling. All it's right, like, here we go. Here we go. I found it. To the bully's house, you get the stop beat idea. We saw a weak team, the New England Patriots. Let's face it, they're not good anymore. <laughs> How do you that have was, that? That's amazing. Uh, well done. October 3rd, 2014. We saw a weak team, the New England Patriots. Let's face it, they're not good anymore. Oh, wow. I mean, all time freezing cold take there but that's but but that's just how it's been it has been over for Brady more so than LeBron but even after Bron's first year with the Lakers they're like it's over for LeBron it's like is it is it really because I don't think it is that's like the old Nick Saban we were dead and buried in gold go because <laughs> if it was up to you we're, we're, we're six foot under already we're dead and buried and gone gone <laughs> That was 2015 when I think Wolken wrote about them losing to Ole Miss and that it's over. Ever, we're never – why in the media are we never ready to say they're here, they're the next big thing? We're always more prepared to say it's over. Is it because predicting demise because you know eventually you're going to be right, whereas predicting success is, eh, we might not be right? I, I I guess that'd be how, because like eventually these people, like you just said, eventually you'll be right. Eventually right. it will be over for Saban and it will be over for Brady. But like, I don't know. It's it, the the American sports media's fascination with wanting to say it's over for certain athletes or coaches or teams is always has been as interesting as anything to me. Like. It has been over for Tom Brady for the better part of seven or eight years. Like, over for him. Even this year, like, early in the year, he struggled early, and it was like, he's done. He's not the same quarterback. It's done. It's like, really? I mean, I can remember. I, I remember I got laughed, and everybody laughed and laughed and laughed, laughed at me. And laughed and I went on I, when I was doing my national Fox Sports radio show on the weekends with a man by the name of Dan Byer. Dan Byer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Very nice guy. But... Before the season started, we were doing some topic like if you could, if you, this would have been two years ago, if you could have any player to have for one season to start your team with, who would it be? And I went first and I said, Tom Brady. And oh my gosh, you know, I don't know. Like Dan Byer laughed at me. And then our, our update guy laughed. Everybody laughed at me. I'm like, they're, they're like, oh, it's not 2005 anymore. I'm like, what? What, I, just, I would still take Tom Brady. And they were like, oh, come on. No, no, no. It's like, well, who do you want? You know, it's just it's just bizarre, though, how people just they want to write these people off. And it's just they keep on coming back. They want to they want to just get the uh, get the grave ready, get the cemetery ready. Hey, we got your tombstone ready. That's going to going to put this date on it here. And I'm going to be right eventually. Yes, be right. I know. It's bizarre. It's one of the more bizarre things. So people are always excited about that. I have found, too, that uh, when, I, when I'm when i watching football games, there's always this challenge to be like, okay, how how insightful can you be on these games, right? right? And, you know, a certain play happens. What can you do? And I see this where Lamar Jackson threw the pick six, right? Mm -hmm. And I was going to tweet out, oh, that's a great play. Like, that's a good play. And then Dan Orlovsky tweets, wow, bluff pressure dropped to red two. Covered, cover two in red zone, specific area on the field. The Nichols, job's eye on the quarterback, tied to a string in his eyes, breaking on the ball. I'm like, that's it for me. I'm out. Nope, I'm, you know, it's going to stay in my drafts. 
that heck of a play is going to stay in my drafts where it belongs right now. <laughs> my gosh. Like you can't you can't tweet this stuff with analysts out there anymore. You can't just I am eventually going to do uh, and I talked about this. I'm going to do regular sports anchor up at the board analyzing a play and you're going to learn zero. <laughs> Be pretty good, right? I'm going to do that. I'm going to stand next to the TV uh, and do that. And like, here's what you saw here. Wait, here, pay attention now. Lamar Jackson throws the pick. <laughs> See this Buffalo Bill? He picks it off. Look at him run. He's running fast, gets to the end. So, just, he just huge ran. play. That's my breakdown. <laughs> just literally draw roughly exactly what happened with nothing else other than that. I'm, I'm here for that. I want that. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that eventually. Don't anyone steal that idea. Um, all right, a quick timeout here on the Chicken Nick Pod as we take a break from our Emmy Award-winning commentary to tell you about an award-winning bank. It is known as Dundee Bank, a community-focused small business in the heart of Omaha, and they are a partner with us, Nicholas Allenbaugh. There's no question about that. They're community-focused. They're in the heart of Omaha, like you said. And when you bank with Dundee Bank, nearly 100 percent of your deposits are filtered back into the community through loans that support local individuals, businesses, and neighborhood revitalizations. Together, we build a strong community foundation, boost the economy, and strengthen small businesses. You can open an account with Dundee Bank, and we can help you transfer all your direct deposits and update any automatic bill payments. You just go to DundeeBanking.com, DundeeBanking.com, and they're located in Dundee and Blackstone, and there are free and convenient ATMs all around the city of Omaha. Check out DundeeBanking.com. Head there to the website right now. It tells you it can walk you through everything from personal checking, personal savings, uh, money market accounts, CDs, healthcare savings accounts, consumer lending, uh, IRAs as well. Great products, great service. Their personal banking services offer convenient access to the best products and the best people. So check them out again. We always ask you to support those who support us. If they are good enough for us, they are good enough for you, my friend. It's Dundee Bank. Check them out there. The small town bank right in the heart of Omaha. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Do we do the Sand Hills? Do we do this uh, here? Yeah. Is there anything else to discuss sports-wise? Well, this doesn't I mean, I, can I, can, I mean, when we Go. last spoke, all signs were pointing towards Wandale leaving Nebraska, and then he ultimately did. We don't have to rehash all of that. But I do think, you know what's kind of of tough to make sense of? Or not really. That's maybe not the right way to put it. But, like, when Wandale leaves, you kind of go, man, problem with the culture. Boy, is this a big red flag with the culture. And if there was a huge problem with the culture, then how are all the guys on the defensive side of the ball? It's like every single black shirt is back next year so clearly I'm not ready to just sound the alarms like there's something super duper wrong with the entire culture of Nebraska because Wandale left because if that were the case then I don't think all those black shirt guys were would be would be coming back right I do not think there's a culture issue at Nebraska I don't think that's it at all I just think it's the you know the cliche winning culture right yes that's that's really all it is I mean to me It'd be one thing, yeah, if you had a few, two or three, four guys going, hey, we're out of here. But when it's one guy and he wants to go back home and, you know, it, this this is one of those, to me, real unique situations where guy hasn't won. Uh, he has a chance to go back home. He sees what's going on back home, which is a better team. Because, uh, frankly, Mark Stoops has done a terrific job there at Kentucky given what he's had. They've, they've really built up the infrastructure there. But point being, um, and he's taken a beating, right? Right here at, at Nebraska. So yeah, it, yeah. it was interesting. Like everything that we said on that pod came to fruition. I know. Like we, I know. I was a little <laughs> nervous when we like said it out there, just because it wasn't. It hadn't happened yet, but it ended up being like we ended up at least being on point with some of the stuff. You know? Yeah, we were talking about Kentucky. Like he's going to go to Kentucky. Can you believe <laughs> that? We're like, I guess. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, probably. Let's go. Let's go. So yeah, he winds up going there. No, I'm with you. I, I think. You see enough guys coming back. Uh, there, there's, you know, obviously something good there. People taking advantage of another year of eligibility, right? Like, if it was so bad, why wouldn't you move on with your life? No, I want to. Yeah, I want to I stay. Yes. So that's that's good. But so it I does, just want to point that out. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, just because I, I think, think that's that's, that's. I mean, we gotta. We, we certainly always are going to sound the alarms when people 
leave, we also got to kind of sing the praises when guys decide to stay. And like, listen, that defense wasn't like a top 10 defense, but it's taken big strides. And like, I'm telling you, there were a lot of people, a lot of Husker fans that kind of had their minds made up with Chenander when he arrived. Like, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's not the answer. And that crowd has quieted down. And I think that's a good thing because like what what finally you're getting on that side of the ball at Nebraska is finally some stability from coordinators to position coaches to actual players on the roster to system all that stuff and lo and behold at a place like Nebraska as you talk about all the time you got to be a developmental program well a part of being a developmental program is like some continuity and finally they have continuity and they're playing better you know like I think uh, I think that defense has a chance to be pretty pretty salty next year. I mean, the fact that Cam Taylor Britt decides to come back—he's a future pro. Yes, like, this guy is right. a future pro. He decides to come back. This defense has a really good shot to be good next year. And the fact is, I think the thing that too that people understand—if you're a Nebraska fan, you're pretty smart. You're watching this team. You can understand what the issues are. Oh yeah. I mean, yes. you know, the defense is very low on the list. Like, are there aspects of the defense? Front seven, defensive front. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I pass guess. Pass rusher and all that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. But in terms of the metrics, in terms of the improvement, there are strides every year being taken in this defense, even even after they lost what they lost to the to the NFL last year. Right. And so uh, I, I think people are, are smart enough to see that. And then you see the other side of the ball and you go, okay, well, People are quiet, right? Because you don't want to cast aspersions on Frost, and you know the defense is okay. So, I guess we'll just sit back and wait for this quarterback situation to develop. And, uh, right. I mean, I think for you know, you got a lot of guys coming back, but I think the only way that uh, the biggest step can be made on the defensive side of the ball is if next year we hear Big Mac sack, Big Mac sack quite often. If they find a way for Greg Sharp to drop some Big Mac sacks. Big Mac Shack. I've been told, too, this was uh, brought to our attention. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs had a Big Mac sack against uh, Baker Whoa. Mayfield um, on Sunday. People <laughs> people tweeted <laughs> us about Big Macs. Big Mac Sacks. Oh, your, your Big Mac Sack is my favorite Big Mac Sack, just so you know. Big Mac Shack. I love Big Mac Sacks. I just think they're... I think we'll find a correlation to putting McDonald's out of business and Nebraska being good. See, that's what needs to happen. If McDonald's goes out of business next year, that means Nebraska had a damn good season. You know what I'm saying, Doug? (laughs) Big Mac Shack. We need to create more unemployment and (laughs) let it benefit Nebraska. So, uh, yeah, so that was uh, good. We had the Alabama-Ohio State game. We talked about our our predictions and, and what we thought would happen there. I was... I was surprised it was a blowout. Man, Not surprised blowout. Alabama covered the number, but man, that was uh, impressive. That was impressive. you know what's weird. Real quick, and then we'll get to the Sandhills. Yeah. I, I, and this isn't to say that Nebraska is like they're they are elite in the trenches. Certainly not. They're better in the trenches than they've than they were a couple of years ago. But I used to watch those national championship games over the last decade. And the main thing that would stand out was like, man, Nebraska doesn't look like those guys in the trenches, right? I almost feel like I watch those games now, whether it's the, the Clemson-Ohio State semifinal game or the, or the Bama-Ohio State national championship game. And the thing that jumps out at me the most, because we're always, you know how it is, you're always kind of thinking about Nebraska all the time. And the thing that stands out to me is like, man, Nebraska doesn't look anywhere close to what Clemson, Ohio State, and Bama look like at the skill spots. To me, that has become where it feels like Nebraska's the furthest off in a lot of ways. Yeah, you can see where college football has been and where it's going, and it goes in these cycles. It just feels like Nebraska's continually, uh, and, and schools like Nebraska, you're just playing catch-up. Like, okay, are we, Are it's like a fashion trend. Like, are we rolling the bottoms of our jeans still, or are we... I just got my plasma. Are we on to LED now? Or? Really? Why did anybody tell TVs? me? Okay. Hey, guys, I just uh, hooked up MySpace. What's this Facebook we got? What are we doing here? No, like, you're right, though. Like, it's all of that. Like, it's, okay, this was defense. It was, you better be good in the front seven. And now it's, you better score a million points a game. Yeah. How are we looking there? I think Alabama's kind of these once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. The, the unfortunate thing about it is you can't – this is going to be the struggle for – fans of schools like Nebraska 
is judging your program against the greatest we've ever seen. True. Yeah. And and Nebraska used to have an issue with judging your program with the best Nebraska's ever been, which, you know, in reality is the best college football has ever been mm-hmm. uh, for a great stretch. But now it's it's too easy to fall into the trap of watching a game. And, and I'm guilty of this, too. But you watch a game like that and you see the team that wins. And you're talking about A game, A-plus game Alabama. And you have to understand that nobody is going to beat A-plus game Alabama. Right. Right. No one can even be on the same field as them. And Ohio State was the probably the second best team in America and got wiped off the field. Sure. So everyone's going to have those Alabama issues. It's just a matter of what are you going to compare yourselves to? And it's these baby steps. I remember talking to Brett Bielema a couple of weeks ago, and I find myself in that same thing. Like, Brett, you know, you come from Arkansas where you were trying to chase Alabama. How are you going to do the same with Ohio State? It's like you can't get caught up in that because these are the three or four best teams that college football has ever seen. And if you're trying – yes – you want to look up to them and strive to be that. But at the same time, you can't compare your program to that because it's unattainable. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think, and you could use whatever analogy. I mean, if you're like, you know, if you're a PGA Tour golfer in the year 2000, you, you can't look at Tiger and say, like, I got to be like that. that I gotta, if I'm not as good as that, then, like, what am I doing? It's like, well, I mean, this is like, you're talking about historical all-time stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you you can still strive and and improve and figure out what your benchmark is without it having to be you know all time stuff and that's what like this this Bama team you know was this you're talking about the, probably the greatest dynasty in the history of college football and one of the best teams within that dynasty like yeah everything's going to pale in comparison to that Tom Van Heron I talked to him earlier in the week and he said he's working on a story about the number of ESPN 300 prospects that are returning next year. And this story, I don't think it's come out yet. I think it's going to come out soon. He's doing a story about the number of ESPN 300 prospects that are coming back next year. And the numbers... Okay, here it is. He did He did post this a few days ago. Alab- these are total top 300 prospects, okay. ESPN 300, that are coming back on the 2021 roster. Okay. Keep in mind that Nebraska probably signs, I don't know, what, three or four years? Maybe. Like, that that might even be generous. Maybe, right? Alabama has 70 coming back. Oh, my God. Georgia has 61. Ohio State has 57. And Clemson has 53. Oh, my God. So... If you are interested in which teams are going to be good next year, you'll be shocked to know it's those. But think about that. Like even like LSU, they're trash. They have 43 of them coming back. Wow. You know, Texas, they haven't won anything. They have 47 of wow. them coming yeah, back. Yeah, right? that's, so that's staggering. It's, um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the expanding the playoff and all this stuff. Like none of this stuff is changing. And that's really the frustrating thing if you're a Nebraska fan or, if you're, frankly, if you're an Iowa fan, right? Like you understand there's a ceiling there. But the good news is that, you know, you can catch lightning in a bottle and set foot on the field with Ohio State and see what happens for right. 60 minutes. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, well, again, a part, of the, a part of the reason that the NFL is king is – Look at I know it's it's not a great example because of the long drought that your Buffalo Bills have had, but like look at Buffalo, you know, like they're they're right there and they could easily win this thing. And it's hard to say that the the whatever equivalent that would be in college is like realistically feasible. You know what I mean? It's it's just probably at this point as things are currently constructed. It, it's probably not feasible for out of you know in the next two seasons for all of a sudden to stick with Arkansas or Vanderbilt or whoever to all of a sudden win a national championship. It's just probably not That's right. feasible. That's right. Yeah, and, and I think as this stuff, the only thing that changes it, you expand the playoff, you get fortunate. Maybe there's an injury. Maybe yeah, yeah, Ohio yeah. State has to right. go to Cardale Jones. And, oh, man, they still score 50, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to get lucky. But I think all of this to say that 
it would be very surprising, uh, and I think extremely unlikely for in the next, I mean, I don't know, five to ten years even, for Nebraska to make the playoff, right? Like I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's saying going a little too too strong here, no, but you know what you're is. up against, right? Yeah. You got to get fortunate, you got to get lucky, you have to. You know, your schedule has to be favorable. You have to maybe dodge Ohio State, maybe. Um, but you just start thinking about, okay, what does this mean? You watch a game like that, like we always say. You watch a game like that, and you say, what does it mean for my team? Right. What does it mean for my team? And and it's hard not to come away with from that and just throw your hands up in the air and say, this program is never going to win it all ever again. It just looks – when you watch – and again, it's hard, like we just said, like it'd be like watching Tiger and feel like, man. Right, But right. like watching, watching Bama the other night, it's like, wow, this looks like a different – beyond a different – not just like a different level, beyond a different level than what you're seeing with Nebraska right now. I mean, it really does, you know? Yeah, it really does. It's good to, good to keep everyone's spirits up by telling them they'll never win a national championship. <laughs> hey, hang so. in there, though, man. Hang in there. Hey, you know what? Football's fun, right? Yeah. Right. Football. Football's fun. It's fun to go to games, and maybe someday we'll get to go to games again. Yeah. That sounds right. crazy. That's crazy Who talk. needs it? Yeah, who needs it? All right. So, uh, all right, let's get to this here. Won't belabor the point here. This was – all right, what, what do you remember about uh, Jack Trudeau and the Sandhills drop that turned into the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> for the show? Well, I remember it was the show that was on before us. Right. Uh, when we were on Fox. When we, we were, were on Fox. Fox. Sports, yeah. So were we at 8 o'clock? Were, we, were they from 6 to 8? I think that's right. It was, yes. it was Zach and Jack. Yep. And <laughs> this, that show, show provided some unintentional comedy for us as we were waiting for our show to get ready to rock. But I just remember, I can't remember the context of, of how Jack Trudeau went into I think some some somehow Nebraska got brought up or Omaha got brought up on their show and I think you just happened to be listening and Jack went into a little anecdote of his about uh, his experience in Omaha and uh, he referenced uh, <laughs> a golf course that is nowhere near <laughs> Omaha uh, and he was mistaken all right so l- let's listen here this was uh, April 27th, 2011. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're getting on 10 years ago where we heard the audio and then did a segment on it. And it re- it turned into a legendary moment. I believe the Sandhills drop, won the drop-off tournament in that first year. Did it really? I, I, be- I believe it did. <laughs> or maybe it was the following year when we had the drop-off tournament and it won. But this is April 27th. 2011 as we decided to uh, have fun with the national show that was on before us because of some geographical error that they made during the show let's listen Something happened, you know, as I said, we're referred to as that morning show or those guys the in, the in the morning. The in the morning. They call us the M&Ms, the Magooshies in the morning. Right. You should be followed by another M&M. Now we're Magoosh and Magoosh in the morning. <laughs> Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, the name changes. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that when you're a morning show, you just want to stay on. It's flickering. Just got to stay on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something happening on the on the other morning show earlier this With morning. With Zach Morris and Jack Bauer. Yeah, Zach and Jack. That um, was somewhat surprising. Shane, what page is that on? Do you have those? Kepahina. Uh, okay, sometimes you know, people throw stuff out there and. People just take it as gospel because hey, they've never been there or don't know any better and just assume. But something happened. I want you to see if you can pick out the, the mistake. We make mistakes every day. Yep. Uh, and shoot, just listen to any podcast. This was uh, earlier today. You tell me where the mistake is. This was Zach and Jack this morning, 1620 of the zone. I also want to congratulate Ryan from Omaha. Thanks for listening in Omaha. He's a winner of a $100 gift card from ProFlowers.com. I have a chance for you to win another one of those on Thursday's show. You ever been to Omaha? It's been through Omaha. I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. 
maybe one of the greatest golf courses in the world. Just right out in the middle of nowhere, there's not a tree or a building in sight. Uh, it's pretty pretty special place. Sounds like a golf course where I won't lose that many balls in. Oh, no, there's sand right? everywhere. There's sand everywhere. Well, I you, can find it in the you, sand. No, no, you would lose balls. You would, you would, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen your game. I've only heard stories, and, and uh, yeah, you'd lose some balls. All right, Zach and Jack earlier this morning. I'm going to play this one more time. I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. You, uh, well, first, uh, how many, go ahead. Okay. So you and I are sitting here and we hear that and we thought, what? <laughs> so I decided to Google this mug. <laughs> well, I said it's, a, I know it's at least four hours. Little did we know it was 339 <laughs> miles from where we are right now to Sand Hills Golf Course. It's about a five-hour drive. Five hours and 32 minutes. I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. Now, is he confused a- with here, – here's the only thing is, I think there is some place you can fly into right next to the Sand Hills Golf Course. Is he, Oh, yeah, was, people fly into Sand Hills all the time. Was he confused? My friends. Yeah. Was he confused in thinking that that was Omaha? People get confused a lot about Nebraska. The, I'm trying to help the, the, him the, out. The topography, the geography, the demography, <laughs> geology. All right, thank <laughs> you, Neil's in here. You know, I. The ophthalmology. I mean, I don't know what's happening. You know, I. I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. Have you ever been to Mexico City? <laughs> Nick, you driven through it maybe? No. I flew into Mexico City to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Mexico City. It's called Yucatan Peninsula <laughs> Country Club. <laughs> you ever been to Alabama? No. I flew into Alabama once uh, to go to a casino uh, not far from there, about an hour drive, hour drive out of the airport there in Alabama. It's called Atlantic City Casino. <laughs> I flew into <laughs> Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. I mean, he must have thought Ogallala. That's probably, what someone texted okay, here. Okay. Josh. Okay. Says he must have meant Ogallala. That private airport in Ogallala. Ogallala to Sand Hills. Do that. Ogallala Come to Sand Hills. Hold on. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Because, you know, you get people and, you know, people make mistakes and it was a long time ago and we make mistakes all the time. I'll preface it with that all the time. But, you know, there is there is disinformation, misinformation. I think it's that's still that's still a ways away. Two hours. Okay, 112 minutes, 12 miles. Now, maybe he meant the hour flight. It was an hour flight from 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 the from the private airport in Omaha to. (laughs) very oh we were like what but but the beauty of that is is that (laughs) there are people listening across across country like yeah yeah no yeah i mean bob black was like yeah but you know what happened then they're going you know what we're going to omaha get the get that tea time at sand hills they call sand hills yeah hey we want to play they're great it's like a private course too right you can't just call up it's like the augusta of the midwest here mike in omaha says you know another place that isn't far from omaha it's this beautiful national monument uh, it's called Chimney Rock. <laughs> Mike, you know what? Look, no one knows. No one knows anything about Nebraska except the people in Nebraska. You can Everyone say whatever. Else, just say it. Just say it. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. Zach. Who? All right, there it is. <laughs> oh man, I had like an out of body experience when I heard him actually give the line in its context. That was so exciting. And then that oh. became I don't know how then it how that became the pledge of allegiance for the show, but it just it did and it's 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 just got a good cadence to it and it's very monotone too. It's just you can kind of say it with zero Zero emotion behind it. God, it was, I, I just, I love it. I love that with all. My I think heart. that's what it was. I think we realized that it was there was no inflection. It was just like a robot, and so we just, 
it said it sounded like people who say the Pledge of Allegiance, like you just say it monotonous uh, in a monotone voice, and you just go with it. Do you? I think there are a lot of people around who wouldn't mind us. Do you want to do it? Doing that now? Yeah, Is that you want to do it? Like I mean, to do? Or? Yeah, I'm re- whenever you cue it up, we'll uh, all three of us will do it. Ready? All right, here we go. <clears throat> I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. <laughs> and then we'd start the show. Uh, we would stand and all rise for the Pledge of We would of all allegiance. stand and say it, and then the show would, would begin. It- <laughs> I mean, it's so good. So lame and so I love good. the pause. The pot like he pauses before he delivers Sand Hill. Like there's a there's a very dramatic like where, where is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like what? a private airport in Omaha. A place called Sand Hills. Whoa. Wow. Oh. Amazing. Really, really good. Continue to uh email your uh reactions and memories uh, to us or any questions that you have we love reading all of them we haven't get we didn't get to any this week uh, but we got a stack of them here and we will do that eventually laugh at chicken at nick.com i think is the is what it's called also uh, subscribe unsubscribe then resubscribe then unsubscribe then resubscribe like that uh, and then rate and review our podcast as well we've got more sponsors coming up here in the next month looking forward to that so uh that is it. And yeah. um, Nick, anything else to say while you're in uh, while you're in Charlotte? And then you go home after not doing any work. Yeah, well, you know, you, you put in a good nine to five. You really earn it. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> you did. You put in nine to five in the hotel bedroom. Yep, I know. certainly did, my friend. Certainly did. Anyway, anyway this uh, we're done. I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick, yes. Chicken Nick, yes. Chicken Nick show, yes. Here we go. I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. Me likey.